Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. Tunnel Vision back in the house. This Miss Vicky in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Holla back. It's DJ Dika, part of Tunnel Vision. How y'all doing today? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm doing a. I, I know I'm doing okay, but you know how sometimes you get caught up in your life and you have different things going on, so I'm just like multitasking. How about you? How are you doing? I'm just thanking God for allowing me to see another day, despite anything that be, may be going on in my life, and that's what Tunnel Vision is all about. You know, we go through some things, but it's how we get through it and how we handle it is the key. You know, God didn't make no mistakes. And God is with us all the time, so I just want to give out that encouragement today. God created us all to be masterpieces, and uh, as long as we lean on him, he will be our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. See, I had to say that today to encourage myself. I had to say that to say today to encourage Miss Vicky, because even though we're doing the show and we talk a real talk, we got to talk about real talk when we're going through stuff. But, you know, it's going to be all right. The devil is a liar, because we here. We here for you. We could have decided not to do the show, but no, that ain't what God told us to do. You know what I'm saying? So he going to carry us through this show today. Amen. Well, you know, we just got to put on our walking shoes and walk it out. Okay. I think it's a really song, out, a circular song called Walk It Out, Walk It Out or something walk like that. Out, I don't know the lyrics or nothing. I just know that that's the only part I know is walk it out. <laughs> well, that's good enough. That's so, good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to um, do something a little different starting off the show. I feel like um, we need to talk about an unsung hero. We need to mention um, an unsung hero um, that's in our lives. I think that is very important that, you know, we recognize people. You know how you say give them their flowers while they still yet are here or while we can. So I wanted to give honor where honor is due. Um, to my mom, and I have two people that I wanted to talk about really shortly, and it's my Aunt Dorothea. My mom is a weary and my aunt is Aunt Dorothea. <laughs> That's how I address her. But I talk about both of them because I wanted to talk about um, how they encouraged me to go back to school. I remember my um, my Aunt Dorothea, my mom always told me to go to school, but you know how sometimes, you know, your mom tell you things and you don't hear it or you say, okay, and you don't do it. But my aunt had also played a part in encouraging me to go back to school. I remember I was in a situation working and I was raising two kids because I didn't mention um, when I gave my sort of bio in the beginning of our show um, that I, I said I was a married parent and a and, um a married parent of young children, and then I have was a married parent of adult children. Well, I also was a sing. I experienced being a single parent. So it was when I was a single parent, and um, I had two children at the time, which I have five now. But um, 
I, I was working a full-time job, and it seemed like I was paying my all my money on either rent, food, and child care. And so I wanted to go back to school, but it just seemed like it was difficult to work and go to school because I still had to pay the bills. Well, I remember my aunt had told me a way to go back to school, and she encouraged me, and she would encourage me, and she would encourage me, and I would just be like, she said, they'll help you, you can get grants, things like that, you don't have to worry about your bills, because things will work out, and at the same time, my mom, not only did she tell me to go back to school, she, she actually walked it out, she went back to school, and it was quite, um, it was quite interesting because the same around the same time she went back to school the same age, I ended up going back to school around the same age too. Like I waited until my kids got a certain age and they were in school or whatever. And then I went back, they were old enough where they were in school and then I can go to school at the same time they did. So the example that my mom was for me was she went to school, went back to school. I seen her go through, I seen her cry. I seen her laugh. I seen her be mad, all those things. And she went and got, went all the way and got her master's in social work. Uh, and it was very difficult. I seen her struggle with paying her bills, all those things. But I also seen the victory part at the end. My aunt, she always told me to go back to school. And she told me certain steps to take. So when I was ready and I really, my ears were open and my heart was receiving, I actually went and took those steps that she said and they worked. And I really appreciate her. She also went back to school as well. She went back and she, I think she might be wanting to work on her doctors now because she has her master's as well. But um, I just wanted to give them love and flowers and honor them for being um, positive role models as a black, as a black woman, um, you know, African-American woman in 2019, you know, or even during the time that I was coming up, um, being a role model and encouraging me to go back to school and get my education so that I can have a better life. That I can, you know, it'll be a little bit easier for me. And I really appreciate that. So I just wanted to share that. Um, there will be time to time. We try, we're going to try to do it every show, but, you know, if it switches up a little bit, it may, but we're still going to always bring up a unsung hero. Deka's going to share her unsung heroes, but we always talk about popular people. We always talk about people, celebrities. We always talk about black history, folks that's um, honored, you know, that's in the books or, is in, you know, in the media or whatever, or in the programs we put on, but we never, you know, I'm not going to say never, but we hardly ever hear about people that we personally came in contact with that actually was like an unsung hero. Like they never, they may not have really gotten that type of honor before. So I would just like to just honor those two women. There was a lot of women, there's a lot of women in my life, but today I'm honoring, I just want to honor those two women. So my suggestion to you is don't forget about um, people that have done stuff in your life or that have touched your life in a special way. That stuff I just told you didn't even cost a dime that they did for me. It was all encouragement, some prayer, and just encouragement, just words, you know. So, um, you know, there may be people in your life that did things other ways too, but I'm just saying from the smallest to the biggest, we just want to honor those people. Um, Dika, you have anything to say about that? Yes, I do. So I'm going to flip the script.
And I'm going to do something that was not uh, discussed. So since we're talking about unsung heroes, I'm going to do mine now. So my unsung hero, my unsung hero, since we were talking about school, is my best friend, my homie, my road dog, also my co-host, Vicki Williams Jones. And the reason why I want to, (laughs) you know, uh, give her flowers, because she was talking about school. Oh, my God. So for me, school was um, a challenge. Um, I found out later in life that I do have a learning disability. I'll talk about that another time. But for now, you know, I went through school. I got through school, but barely got through school. But the point is I never thought that I would be thinking about college. I was told um, based on a piece of paper that I wasn't college material and I shouldn't be doing according to this paper, because paper will mess you up. But according to this paper, this is part of my testimony, according to a paper, I was told that I wouldn't be doing half the stuff that I'm doing now because of what a piece of paper said. So with that being said, that piece of paper kind of drove me to go to school, even though I wasn't even thinking about school, but I had to prove a point. But anyway, with that being said, because of my co-host, homie, best friend, sister, whatever, she pushed me to, we were already, we had already met, we were already going to school for our AA, but she pushed me to <clears throat> get my bachelor's, and then she really, really pushed me to get a master's because I wasn't trying to even get a bachelor's. But I went on and got the bachelor's, God is good, but the, the extra was a master's. And for a person with a disability, I don't have the stats, but I can tell you this. A person that has a disability, the number is very, very, very low of them getting a master's degree. And I was often told, you know, it's going to be difficult because you have a learning disability and all that. But the long story short, you know, because of Vicky, she pushed me to get a master's degree. I wasn't even trying to get a master's degree. She was supposed to be going to get it. I was helping her research, help her. And she started doing research somehow. Oh, that's for you because you're in the politics or whatever. So long story short, she pushed me. I went through some stuff, <laughs> late nights, crying, going through my learning disability. But, you know, I have that degree because of her. So when I was graduating, I was able to write up a diploma for her. So I gave her a special diploma for supporting me and helping me get that master's degree. So, you know, one day real soon, I'm going to return the favor and then I can help her get hers. So I just wanted to say that. Well, um, so with that being said, it's a, you know, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why we do what we do. And with that being said, you know, we're going to talk about our relationship as far as best friends and sisters because it's one of a kind. And I just want to add, you know, it's helpful to have, a person or people in your life that you can call your support team. Now, you can't have a lot of people now, okay? And I'm serious with that. I ain't even trying to be funny. You know, God will send you the right people. You can only have certain people in your life that you call your best friend or your support team to pray, to to, to invite in, uh, for them to hold you accountable. Everybody can't do that. You can't give everybody that, that, that blessing. You can't call everybody your best friend. You can't call everybody your homie, and I learned that the hard way. So just that little nugget, we'll make that another we'll, – we, we'll make that a topic so we can elaborate. <laughs> because we should be – especially as black women, we're supposed to be lifting each other up, encouraging each other, empowering each other, and not be tripping because they got this and you ain't got that. No, 
Because if you empower one woman, they're going to empower another woman. And by you empowering other women, you empowering yourself. Why can't we all just work together and get along? All righty then. So that was a little extra. God, <laughs> thank you very much. Moving on. Well, We're going back to, okay, to life. Back, back to reality. To reality. Supporting and 
Uh, yes. She got on Twitter and welcomed her home. But anyway, this subject matter is, you know, one of the social issues that me and Ms. Vicki uh, talk about, we want to continue to talk about, and we just hate that, you know, because she was going through that, and she, you know, it was either her or him, and she had to defend herself, and, you know, you got to serve the time, I understand that, but sometimes when it be situated, my personal opinion, I just hate when you're in a situation like that, that you have to go to jail and go to prison because that's you know she did break the jaw. Just law. I just hate that when that stuff like that happens. We still have to go to jail. So we're just glad. But that the only thing out. about what her, but the thing about her situation, she was a minor and he was a, he was way over her age. You know the guy that was um, offending her, that was abusing her, the guy that was um, exploiting her. her. So it was yeah. like. Yeah, and theft, sex trafficking, trafficking her. So, you know, that that's so terrible. You know what I'm saying? Just that part alone. Because some people are very narrow-minded, and hopefully some of them are listening, and they'll kind of take a note to not be narrow-minded about certain subjects. You shouldn't be narrow-minded about any subject, but I'm saying, like, even, like, this type of subject the first thing they're going to say is, oh, she was probably fast and she was probably just rebellious. I don't care what she was. That did not give that man the right to exploit her. He was a grown man and he exploited her. And he did some some really bad things to her as well, himself. So he was wrong. So, you know, in her defense, she 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 defended herself like like DJ Dika said, but however, I think even a grown woman would probably respond the same way the way he was treating her. If you follow the story, she's gonna actually what they could update us about the documentary or something like that that she's supposed to be a part of. Yes, um, she's going to be doing um, her documentary of her life on Netflix, but I don't have the information on when it's gonna come out. But we just know that you know. Um, Netflix is going to do a documentary on her And I'm happy about that Because I feel that Whenever you have the platform to tell your story Tell your story Because your story is not your own Your story is meant to help someone else And I just want to go further a little bit With her situation and, Well I'm going to say her situation But many times Not all, many times I should say When it comes to these kind of situations Pertaining to women whether it be abuse, domestic violence, whether it be self-trafficking, tunnel vision, that's why our show is named Tunnel Vision, Tunnel Vision, where we think outside the box. We th- we we find, we talk about other, wait, how can I say this? We think outside the box as far as when we talk about our opinions and we don't stay in that narrow-mindedness. And I say that to say this. Oftentimes, women that are in these situations often reach out to the criminal justice system, because sometimes that's the first thing they ask when things like this happen, why you didn't come to the police? Okay, because our, uh, what is the word, our criminal justice system needs a, uh, what is it, needs a dang U-Haul, needs a, uh, you know, revamping. I can't find the word right now, but my point is, Things like this happen, and they go to the police, and then the police don't believe them. Or they tell them, well, we don't see no bruises bruises on you. Or they say, come back when 
your, you, we see bruises. What kind of mess is that? They're coming right. to them well, for help, and then they don't get help. And then some women feel like they got to take the matters into their own hand and do what they got to do, and then they got to sit in jail. See, that's the part right. I have a problem with. I, I just have, wanted I know to you, add to that. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to add to that when you said go to the police go to the police department. Now, we, we do have some really good um, officers <clears throat> that are policemen. We have some. But there are some in there that really should not be officers. You know how some people work in a field that they really shouldn't work in it? They just working in it for the money. Or they might have unresolved issues in their own life and they just want to have a, uh, a position of control. Well, there I just want to say there are good officers in there, but the, unfortunately – you know, they have the other ones or the ones that don't have empathy. Well, I just want to share a, um, a sh- just r- real briefly about uh, someone has shared with me how they were molested when they were a young, they was a minor, and they had went to the police department with their family member, um, with their mom, to the police department, did a whole police report, and then they told that child that they were um, that they were too old, and they were still a minor. They were still under 18. They didn't even press charges, nothing. They told them that it was nothing they can do because of the law. This is not in 2019. This person told me this happened in the 80s. However, that's the kind of stuff that you don't hear about. You don't hear about that on the news. You don't hear about that in small talk because why? People be trying to keep it. Well, we'll just move on, and we'll just get counseling for you, and we'll just do these things. But this kind of stuff really goes on. And I don't know if I'm mentioning this and somebody's listening and they experienced it too or you've heard that kind of stuff before, but it does happen. And I really believe that person. But I'm just saying that that was a good point about, you know, you don't know what steps that the person took and that it just was not resolved. Like they didn't get the help that they sought after. So that is a very good point that you made. And once again, we're not saying that it's okay to do that. We're just <clears> saying <throat> that there are circumstances sometimes that leads the person to have to make the decisions that they make when they feel like they're pushed up against the wall or they're not getting the help that they need. And I really feel that we as a society try to fix that part where men or women don't feel like they got to take the law into their own hands. And I know sometimes it's about dollars and cents. I understand that, too. But I'm just saying if if we could work on not having that tunnel vision mindset when it comes to stuff like this. And with that, we're going to leave it alone because I'll be here all day with this. Okay. My advocacy hat. Well, it's time for a personal identification moment. Yes. DJ DJ. So let's go. Let's go on to back to life, back to reality. Okay, personal identification moment. Um, last week we were sharing a little bit about our personal lives and our nonprofit um, slash ministry. So personal identification, we need to clarify some things. Um, we were talking about single. I was talking about being single. Miss Vicky was talking about being married. So it was brought to my attention um, about the show and how what I shared and that I did not mention to my wonderful listeners that I was married. Yes, I was married once upon a time, 
so long ago, I don't even want to think about it. But anyway, <laughs> I was married, so I just wanted to clarify that, and I'm single now, and let's move on. And, um, another personal identification moment, um, remember last week, or was it the week before last, when I was sharing how I was not happy, that when I turned on my TV, that I wasn't able to watch Channel 2. And I, now i got to look for an app to watch Channel 2 or 9. Okay, well, yesterday, you know, it's football season. Football preseason, let me make it right. Football preseason. And I was seeing a commercial about who was playing, and it was on one of those cable channels, which I have. And I was like, well, let me see if it's on a regular channel, because it's usually on 2, 4. So since I know I didn't have 2, I was going to see if it was on 4 or 11. Lo and behold, Oh, my goodness, I ain't heard that word since I was a kid. Okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> going back to my time, um, I was flipping my channel, and I saw two. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I thought I was having a, you know, dyslexic moment. Wait a minute. Did it say two? Do I see people talking? Do I see a picture and ain't black? Sure enough, two was on there, and I even went to nine. I said, okay. So uh, praise God, they done, they done worked that out. They knew what was going on, you know, football season, Super Bowl, they know. Okay. Um, so I said that. Okay, now we're going to now we're going to go to the word of the day, a word of the day um commentary. So, I'm going to I've been asked by Miss Vicky to read the definition. Dictionary time, oh. dictionary time, dictionary oh. time. <laughs> so the word of the day is stigma. You forgot to tell us the word of the day. Oh, okay, well, go ahead. What's, tell me <laughs> the no, word of the day. Okay, the word of the day is stigma. 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 <laughs> okay. All right, then. You know, see, if we don't crack you guys up, we're going to crack our own self up. You know what I'm saying? It's joy and okay. joy. Joy and Well, while you're getting, you getting yourself together, I just wanted to stop and apologize. And I just wanted to give kudos to our sponsor, Eon H2O Water and WEXP 88.3 our sponsor. I want to give um, kudos to them for hosting us, for sponsoring us to be on our show, to have a, a show for us to be have a, to host a show. We appreciate you and we love you and we wish you all the best. And also yep. I wanted to mention um, that on our last shows, we have been doing um, there were 30 minute shows, but we have been going over no 45 minutes and we have been going over and if you want to hear the entire show, just go and re-listen, go and listen to it on the website, and you'll be able to hear the entire show. So today we're doing an hour, so you should be able to hear it live today. And that's what we plan on doing because we realize that we're doing an hour. So, um, but just wanted to give you that information if you want to go back. And hallelujah! To the that's show. a hallelujah, holla, holla back moment. We wasn't even trying to do an hour. We was concerned if we could even do an hour, but God had other plans, so we straight doing an hour today. All righty then. So back to the word of the day. Stigma. 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 Okay. According to, let me, what's the name of the dictionary? That's important. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. 
Not Wikipedia now. No, I don't do no Wikipedia. Are you on Wikipedia? No. But I'm sorry. They, I'm, no, excuse me. See, there I am going to say I'm sorry. I apologize. I won't do that. There, you know. There's people that do, you know, use Wikipedia in school and all that, even though our teacher tells us not to. Some people still hard-headed to do it. But anyway, <laughs> That's where they shouldn't do it at. <laughs> no, but anyway. They really shouldn't do it in school. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. But people that don't go to school, I'm sure, use it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people that don't go to school probably use it, but, yeah. Yeah. No, they look, no, well, they might, but we got Google now. Google, 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 I'm saying it wrong. Google, where am I going? Where can I go eat? You know, that, that's the go-to right there. Well, and I used to well, be like, well, I ain't going to do it, Google. Okay, let's get to the definition. Um, uh, Merriam-Webster, they've been around since 1828. So I feel confident in reading from them, okay? Okay, so we got several definitions here. So we're going to do A. A mark of shame or discredit. Uh, what else? Uh, the second definition is the usual uh, prickical part of the pistil of a flower, uh, which uh, wow, of a flower which receives the pollen grains and or which they germinate. Oh, that's too much information for me. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Thank so, you. So y'all got the point. Y'all got the point. Okay, man. <laughs> well, well, the reason yeah. why we had Ms. D- uh, DJ Dika um, give us a definition of stigma, which I'm going to have her read it one more time, uh-uh. is our topic is is the topic, or it's supposed to lead, it's going to lead into our topic, but our topic is parenting stigma. It takes a village. So I just wanted, we just wanted to, um, you know define what stigma means because some people may not know what that means some people may know some people may yeah. may know more than us but we we trying to reach everybody we talking to everybody we're not just talking to one group of people so can you read that one more time the first definition a mark of shame or discredit like a stain you know so you know when so it's people like want to bring when, shame or discredit you Mm-hmm. They discredit you. It's nothing positive. Well, they have a positive stigma too, but we only talking about the one you gave the definition um, for. But well, we we gonna talk about other things as far about stigma, but we can only address the definition that you found. Maybe you can look up some more while we're talking. Um, I thought about a few things. One of them is. What is the formula to parenting? Does anybody know? Is there a formula to parenting? DJ Dika, do you know a formula to parenting? I think no, if we I, had a formula. I, yeah, yeah. I think okay, if we I had think. a formula to uh-huh. parenting, We'd whoever came up with it, they would be rich. Yes, for sure. So I think everybody out, I would benefit. Everybody would benefit because... A lot of times, after you get through all the rough times, people and and thing and it turns out wonderful, and you got this beautiful flower. Oh, you gonna speak all kind of stuff. You are gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm so proud. But when you going through growing that flower, 
sometimes people don't mention all that. They don't mention the rough time. They don't mention the cry, the night you had to cry, the times that you might even, uh, if you didn't use profanity, started using it. If you had to have, if you weren't weren't a drinker, you had a drink. You know, um, you even thought about, some people might have even thought about doing some danger to somebody. Or even some people might have even thought about doing danger to themselves. God forbid. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that, you know, if if we had that, <laughs> I think it would be it would be a whole lot better if we knew um, the formula to parenting. Now it's a blessing once you figure it out for your own space. However, it's still a journey. It's no set formula. It's like it's like kind of like <laughs> when I when I was taking algebra. Oh my God! I love math. And I mean, I kind of like money, too. I kind of like money, too, but I don't love money like some people do where they'll do anything to get it. But math, I've always liked that subject. But I'm telling you, when I took algebra, oh, my God, it was not making sense. I was like, they was like, you just got to follow the formula, and then you got to check your work, and you got to do this. You you, You know, there ain't no shortcuts. You know what I'm saying? There's no shortcuts to algebra. But it's always a different formula. Every time you go from one level to the next level, even if you just go from one chapter to the second chapter to the third to the fourth, it's always a different formula. Or you got to, you know, the formula is the same in the beginning, or they add some parts to it to make it longer, or they switch up the pattern. It's always a different formula. So even as you raising your children, you know what I'm saying, today you might have the formula. But you're going to have to figure out what the next step is for that next part of that formula. You know what I'm saying? If you understand what I'm saying when I say formula. When I say formula, meaning the steps that you take to get the, the positive solution that you're trying to get. If you hope, God forbid, that, that you're not trying to get a negative solution, but to get a positive solution, to get um, that flower, to get um, the the if you want your child to grow up the way you want them to grow up or you want them to succeed in the first grade, um, if you want them to learn how to walk, if you want them to learn, oh, let's go, let's say potty training. I've had five children, and I'm telling you, I had a different experience with each one with potty training. And I'm not going to tell they who it was, but one of my kids, it took the longest for me to potty train them. Oh, my God, they would go in the corner. I mean, I had the potty seat. We had all kind of different things to get that child to use the potty. Had all kind of advice, different things. But when at the end of the day, and then on top of it, it was the number two one. It was when they do number two. Whenever <laughs> bowel movement, those of you who don't know what number two is. They would always go in the corner. And then I had to clean them up. So I'm just saying you know, it's a different step that you have to take for each child. And as they grow, it's different steps that you have to take. Um, Vika, did you have anything to add to that that you wanted to add before I yes, move forward? Uh, yes, um, um, yes. We're going to continue on stigma. You know, I'm the researcher of the group here. 
So, you know, uh, Ms. Vicky gave me a challenge and wanted me to read another definition. So I'm going to read another definition, but I'm also going to talk about uh, there are two two different stigmas, uh, which I find to be very interesting. So remember now, we're about educating, bringing awareness and empowerment. So t- today's show is about education. So the second, uh, de- I mean, another definition for stigma uh, based on the Google definition is a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, mm-hmm. or person. And that's what we're going to you mm-hmm. know, use today because we go through that a lot in our society. I really hate mm-hmm. to say that, but the truth be told, you know. Anyway, continue. yes, go ahead. No, you. I didn't know you wasn't finished. Go ahead. Okay, now I'm going to talk about the types of stigma. And I'm reading this from Google. Remember I told you Google is your friend. Okay. There's three, oh, there's three. See, I'm learning something as we're bringing awareness, education to you. Three common stereotypes. Stereotypes now. Three common stereotypes of mental illness. So that's one when you're pretending to mental illness. Are dangerousness, incompetence, and per, permanentness. I can't spell, say the word. P-E-R-M-A-N-E-N-C-E, which can often result in discriminatory behaviors against the individual. So we know when it comes to the disability mental illness, that is a big stigma. And because of that stigma, it often causes people not to reach out to get help because they, they you know, they got a uh, they have that fear that they're going to be called crazy, which is not a good word, or, you know, they sick, or people don't want to take them serious, or don't even want to be around them, or uh, don't even want to help them due to preconception of stigma, what other people have said about them or heard about them. Okay, so that's dealing with the mental illness. Well, can the I mental, say something you know, really quick? That, yeah, yeah, can I say ahead. something really quick? Yeah. So, um, even though you mentioned under mental illness that, that Google has highlighted mental illness, that can fall in any category, even people that aren't diagnosed right. with a mental illness. Um, if you just happen to fall out the norm of what is righteous or what society says is right, you can be put in a stigma. Just if, if they find out. If society knows your business about you falling out of the norm, they will treat you like that as well, certain populations of people. And I remember even coming up and hearing stories, too, because even like people that um, go to Catholic schools or churches and how if they um, had a baby out of wedlock, you know, it was such a big stigma even back in the 80s for a lot of people, really, and still some 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 um some pop, some people still think like that today. I'm sorry, you guys. It sounded like I was stuttering. But some people still think like that today, whether you're in Catholic school or Christian church or whatever, even though it's, it's a lot of people that have had children out of wedlock and they are prominent people, respected people, but there are still people that think that way, um, that if you if you had a child out of wedlock, then they stig they stigmatize you. Um, you know, if you have a child as a minor, and I'm not promoting it, but I'm just saying that if they if that happened to them, 
you don't know the circumstances and everybody, nobody's perfect, you know, so that circumstance fell on that person's life, however it happened. And then because people find out, then they want to stereotype you and put a stigma on that particular person, whether it's a man or a woman in whatever, I just use pregnancy as an example, but it's many things that we can touch on in regard to that. But you can go on to the next part that you were going to say. And then, okay, so that was dealing with mental health stigma, and then um, going down to public stigma, public stigma, and this is from disabled. Excuse me, excuse me. Let me get it right because I'm a part of them. Disability rights of California. Uh, what is public stigma? Public stigma refers to the attitudes and beliefs of the general public towards persons with mental health challenges or their family members. For example, the public may assume that people with uh, psychiatric conditions are violent and dangerous. So that's, you know, an example for public stigma. Even though we're talking about mental health and people with mental illnesses, I look at it as still with public stigma. You don't even have to have a mental illness or have uh, mental, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, mental health issues. Uh, public stigma can be anything pertaining to a person. So just like what Vicky's talking about, how you parent your child. The public will perceive mm-hmm. you and put you in this stigma and give you all these labels and all of that. So that's what I feel. I, see I, think, stigma. I think that I, I just want to touch on that. I think that it's a wonderful thing, and it's very beneficial if you go to college and get a degree. I'm actually one that went to college. However, there are some people that did not go to college. And some people are doing very well, and they didn't go to college. They don't have their degree, and they're doing very well financially. And then they have some people that didn't go that they might not be doing very well. They might have struggles. Or even people go in and out of struggle. You're in struggle, then you're not in the struggle. So I'm just saying that there's a stigma out there that if you didn't go to college, you know, that you're ignorant or you're missing out. You know what I'm saying? Like they make it negative when it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way because everybody has a different road and circumstances. Why they may not have gone to school. Why would you, I know, I know people who went to college and wasted their parents' money. And then their parents had to deal with a bill that they did not even complete the degree. Well, you know, went in there and took out a loan on the parent. You know what I'm saying? Well, That's almost like if a person have a child and they didn't want a child and then they abandoned the child because they didn't even want well, one in the beginning. So I'm just saying that, you know, you can't just put a stigma slash stereotype people, you know, because they don't, you don't feel like they fit the characteristic you think that they should fit. We should all just be wishing everybody the best, encouraging everybody. You know, on the on their journey, because everybody has a different journey. Thank you, Miss Vicky. And I would like to just finish well, these last two of our research, and then we're going to go into our topic because this is very important. The next one is yeah. Institu- before our time is up, <laughs> institutional stigma. Institutional stigma refers to an organization's policy or culture of negative attitudes and beliefs. Interest. The next one is, what is self-stigma? Self-stigma occurs when an individual 
buys into societies, I think this is helping us with our topic today, occurs when an individual buys into society's misconceptions about mental health or anything else by internalizing negative beliefs individuals or groups may experience feelings of shame, anger, hopelessness, or despair that keep them from seeking social support, employment, or treatment for their mental health conditions. So even though it's kind of talking about mental health, but it goes back to parenting, we, well, we weren't born, no child was born with a book. You know, a child jumps out of you. After you don't went through, uh, some of us that went through uh, childbirth for a long, long, long time. The child pops <laughs> out. They don't give us a book. They give us a car seat. They put clothes on the baby, but they don't give us no book. And then you go home and you do the best you can, and don't let that be your first child. Be like, what the heck do I do? <laughs> and you got to go through trial and error. So there's no book, and then you go through trial and error. Then, then some of us decide we want to have more. You, we want to have more, and you still don't got that book there. So it's just trial and error, and we just, you know, it, we just need to be careful with sometimes when we become judgmental and want to talk about how people parent or how they treat their children or how they choose to raise their children. We got some that be like, oh, they need a belt. Then we got those that be like, no, I'm not going to whip my child. I'm just going to talk to them. Or we got some that say they let them have the freedom of, what, how should I say this? Uh, the freedom to express themselves. So we got all different walks of life of how we want to parent. So I'm going to turn it over by, back over to Ms. Vicky because I think I uh, gave a lot of information and gave a lot of research today. So. Yes. Let us continue. So, um I just want to tell I I just want to let our listeners know that we're not coming off being judgmental from our end. We don't want to sound defensive or anything like that. We're just discussing a topic that we feel like it needs to be discussed. And I know a lot of other parents or people that would actually like to discuss it or even hear about it. So we decided to discuss this topic. And I we and I. We and I, I and we, <laughs> when I'm All right, up, but <laughs> we decided to um, go in history a little bit and kind of backtrack and then come to the present and then the future. So today, of course, we will not finish talking about it. So if you want to keep listening about this topic, just chime in on next Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern time and 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and oh, and, and, um, and leave comments. You will know. Leave comments. Yes, please. Um, so the first thing we wanted to talk about is the history, um, the positive and the negative about the history of parenting. So we know, some of us know that back in the old days that they used children. They actually was like a law that you can have child labor. You can use children to work, and it was called child labor. They were working the farm, or they had things that they did a lot of times on the farm, but um, in the house and different things. I know some cultures, they even send their, their um, children off to other homes to learn how to cook, 
um, even parent a child, like they take care of the children, like they like a nanny or a nurse or whatever. Um, and, you know, they, they teach them that way. That's one way. But also there's a negative stigma to, to child labor is they were taking advantage of the children at that time. They were like, you know, won't let the kids go to school. They weren't getting education, um, you know, things like that. Um, but we're just touching on it. We're not giving you sources. Um, we can come back with sources. If you want sources on this type of stuff, just to the comment, and then we'll give the source for you, or you can just look it up yourself. Um, also, you know, coming up a little bit closer. Oh, I also wanted to mention that back in the day they did um, – Oh, my God. Rites of passage. They did the rites of passage. And when they did the rites of passage, um, it was, that was actually a part of how the, the young lady or the, 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 the female child would go to another house and learn how to be a woman. You know, they would start going in. I think they were like 12, 13, and they would go to another house and stay there for a while and learn the things on womanhood. But the man had their part, to the male had their part, too where they took them to through a rites of passage. As a matter of fact, I've heard in the current years that they do have organizations that have rites of passage and they're trying to bring it back. So that's what they used to do also with um, parenting for the children. Um, I did say, we did say that our, our topic is parenting stigma, but it takes a village. So the point I'm making is how back in, in history, it did, the, the village was involved. It wasn't just that family. It wasn't just my four and no more. Um, the village helped raise the children. Um, importance of, of a child going through rites of passage, that was so important back then. These days is not as important, but back then it was very important. It was a, it was a tradition, you know, for the child to go through rites of passage, and it was passed on from generation to generation. Speaking of generation to generation, and I'm, we're going to be closing out in a minute. I'm going to have to stop what I'm talking about and go into our announcements. But I remember, for me. I came from, from, my parents were baby boomers, and the baby boomer generation, they had really um, exp uh, experienced a celebration of the civil rights movement and the, 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 um, the effects of the civil rights movement, and, and they were able to, you know, experience their freedoms and they even were able to start making, you know, nice incomes and provide for their children and things like that. Buy homes, own, you know, get attack, um, connect with wealth, um, connect with property, resources, all kinds of things. Um, however, one of the things that happened with the baby boomer generation is that a lot of their children were reaping from what they had gotten, like their wealth and their riches and their their intelligence, their education, all these things, but some of that group forgot or didn't have a chance because they were so caught up in providing that they weren't they didn't take the time out to teach that generation, which is my generation. So a lot of my generation is spoiled, you know, they used to having things 
um, they used to be spoon fed. You know, some of us, some of our generation did go to school and get their degree. However, they still used to have a certain lifestyle. You know, they didn't really struggle as much as our parents did or our parents' parents did. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick before we close the show. And then one other thing I wanted to mention is um, actually that was the last thing I wanted to say about that because I wanted to go into the present, which I kind of did a little bit. Dika, did you have anything quick to say before you give the listeners um, – how to reach us? Uh, no, I'm fine. I'm, um, didn't you want to talk about uh, um, another We don't have time to talk project. about Okay, we don't have time. So let me I'm go sorry. Into... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Finish saying what you were saying. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, we no. Were... I want you to say sorry. Oh, I apologize. I wonder how many times did I say sorry today. I probably said it a few times. I didn't mean to. You practice I apologize. We got to practice what we teach. Okay. So we're not sorry people. We are powerful, empowering black women. And everybody that's listening, that is a woman, you are beautiful. You are beautifully, you are wonderfully made because God says so. All righty then. So we're going to share um, some resources because DVM, otherwise known as Divine Victory Ministries or DV, is also about, uh, like we said, the three keys. We give awareness. Uh, we are about empowerment, awareness, and education. So we're like, we try to be like a one-shop store with resources. So I want to uh, share the information how you can contact us and then give us uh, some resources. But, okay, so here we go. Um, you can reach us at DivineVictoryProductions at gmail.com, and that is our email. And then our website is DivineVictoryMinistries.duda1. Dot com, and that is our website. And if you would like to donate to our cause, um, just want to give us a blessing, all right, whatever, whatever God place on your heart, um, you can give it at our website. You can go to press the donate button, and there you go. Also, you can reach us on Divine Victory Ministries Facebook. Remember, I said every week there's two Divine Victory Ministries. We did not know that when we created this, but oh well, it's all good. Okay. So make sure when you go to Facebook and you're looking for us, you look for the one that has the three keys on it. And then the another um, logo we have is Divine Victory with one key in the middle. That is us. If you don't see no keys, that's not us. Okay. Uh, Twitter, DVM418. And then our Instagram is Divine Victory Ministries, all in small letters. Um, going back to our resources. Um, if anybody is going through domestic violence um, and they need um, uh, help, assistance, um, you can call 1-800-799-7233. Um, and then a community resource hotline, you can just call 211. That's in California. We'll have to have Ms. Vicki look it up um, where she's at. But in California, you can call 211, and they will give you um, resources to whatever you need. You just tell them what your need is, and they'll find a resource for you. 211 is very helpful. 211 uh, is yeah. everywhere. Oh, well, thank you, Ms. Vicki. 211 is everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All righty, then. 
So we gave you a few resources. We also have some books that uh, me and Miss Vicky have read. Um, Divine by Karen Kingsbury, 2006. We suggest that you uh, get that book and read it. Um, another uh, resource that we have, maybe we can share that at another time. It shouldn't hurt to go home. This is a domestic violence victim handbook. And the third book we have is Every Woman Has a Story, Volume 1, by Harling Linkston, 2017. And with that, I'm done. Hallelujah. Holla back. Well, tune in. Please tune in next week and continue listening to Parents, Parenting Stigma, It Takes a Village. It truly takes a village, and... We have to get out of that me, my four, no more mentality. That because you know why? What will happen if you don't? The neighbor that you don't want to be bothered with their child, that child can grow up and come and rob your house, or that child can grow up and do something to your house, to your your child. They can steer your try to steer your child wrong, or even might even try to hold up the liquor the corner liquor store or the grocery store. So you know, and I could go on and on. But it takes, it truly takes a village. So until next week, um, we hope that you continue listening. Um, if you have any comments that, you know, you think that we corrected criticism, we, we take corrective criticism as long as it's respectful, we will accept it. So comment us on any of those resources, or you can just go to the website and comment. We appreciate you guys very, very much. We really, really do. And we appreciate Hallelujah. having this platform to reach out and share what's on our heart and other others' hearts that we're able to speak on behalf of. Because we're not just speaking from our heart. We're speaking from a, a lot of people's hearts. We are our sisters and brothers keepers. And on that note, we want to say hallelujah, holla back. Hallelujah, holla back. We want to give you a quote. We always want to end in positivity. So I'm going to give you a quote by Theodore Roosevelt. Believe, ladies and gentlemen, just believe, and you're halfway there by Theodore Roosevelt. And on that note, you be blessed. Make a difference. Walk in your purpose. I like that. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I'll look back. Peace. I'm out. I appreciate those quotes. We love y'all. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Oh, no. The show is over. Oh, my God.